Well, first of all, can I say it's great to be here today and thank you for your invitation to come and speak today about the Board of Mission in Ireland and its work throughout Ireland, but also to bring that very important focus for the local congregation as well. And I know it's a very important time in the life of this congregation and a very exciting time. And I hope that something that I have to say today will stimulate your thinking just at this time in your vacancy process. So thank you very much for your, your warm welcome. We're going to read together from Matthew chapter 9. Matthew 9 verses 35 to 38. And you'll see the reading in your order of service. The workers are few is the heading. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Our focus today is on mission in Ireland, and I want to say a number of things. I want to tell you a little bit about what the Board of Mission in Ireland does in your name as Presbyterians right across our island. I want to talk a little bit about a prayer initiative called Awake, which starts this very day, and I'm hoping that you've got your little booklet as you've come into church. Have you got your little booklet as you've come into church? Great, that's a good start. If you haven't, make sure you get one before you go. I'm going to say a wee bit about that, and I'm also going to say a wee bit about planning for mission. Planning for mission, because this is one of the big emphases in our church just at the moment, both at presbytery level, at regional level, at a level like South Belfast, and also at congregational level. So that's what I'm going to try and do as quickly as I can today, okay? Let's think a wee bit about the Board of Mission in Ireland. The Board of Mission in Ireland is really there to serve the church and enable mission. In other words, people like me who work for the board don't really do mission so much as we seek to help congregations like yours to do this vitally important work of showing the love of Jesus in every way that we can to the world. I wonder if I was to ask you this morning to describe what a church is. That would have been a great exercise, wouldn't it? If I'd given you all a pen and paper, and in one sentence I asked you to describe what a church is, I wonder what you would have written. As far as the Board of Mission in Ireland's vision for churches is concerned, what we would have written would be something like this, creating vibrant communities of Christ, serving and transforming Ireland. Creating vibrant communities of Christ, congregations, families of God's people who are alive, who are excited about God and what he wants to do in their lives and what he wants to do through them in the world. Vibrant communities of Christ serving and transforming Ireland. See, as a board and as a church, what we want to say is that the church doesn't just exist for itself. 
We don't just come together as a family so that we can enjoy the good things that God has for us and we can know God's blessing on our lives. We come together as a family and a body and a unit and as a church so that we can be a blessing to others, so that we can bring this blessing that God has blessed us with in Jesus to others in our community. And it's this serving and transformative aspect of the church's work that the Board of Mission in Ireland is really concerned with and that I really want to think about today. But before I do that, let's think a wee bit about some of the things that you might be familiar with in terms of the Board's work. One of the things that the Board of Mission in Ireland does is support home mission congregations, small congregations like this one. This one's in County Cavan. It wouldn't be there without the support of the Presbyterian Church. There'd be no witness in that area for miles to the gospel and the good things of God were it not for the support of our church through the Board of Mission in Ireland. Maybe you're familiar with that home mission work. One of the other things that we do is oversee the work of our deaconesses. That used to be done by the PWA, as it was then, the PW as it is now. But now the deaconesses have come under the Board of Mission in Ireland. And this is Roberta. And Roberta's working in Cumber at the moment, and she's doing a great work there. And I was able to spend a morning with her just recently in a gathering that they have for retired people that was really exciting in terms of sharing God's love in a very practical way in those people's lives. So we oversee the work of deaconesses. Then also Irish mission workers. You'll be familiar with their work, I'm sure, throughout the island of Ireland, mainly in the southern part of Ireland. And this is Kevin. He's one of our younger Irish mission workers, and he works in the Maynooth church plant there. A really exciting new opportunity for witness in a part of the world that maybe you wouldn't expect Presbyterians to take hold but really exciting things happening, and Kevin is involved in that work. And then lastly, our Reach Out magazine. This is our bi-monthly publication. I brought some freebies with me today, and they should be about somewhere, so please do take the Reach Out magazine away. And through that magazine, we try to stimulate thinking about what mission might look like in Ireland today, and how we might rise to the challenge before us as God's people and do this work that he's called us to. Of course, all of this has to be financed. And most of it is financed through the United Appeal. And that's the work, that's the uh, appeal that's taken up in every congregation. And I want to say a big thank you to you today. It's only right that I come and do that on behalf of the wider church. And thank you for how you finance this very important work that's going on throughout the island of Ireland. And I want to say to you today that you need to feel a part of what's happening. Because sometimes in all of our congregations, we're so focused on what's happening in our place that we forget that what we give and how we pray and what we do actually affects witness right across this island. So a big thank you today for how you contribute to the, to the work of the board and the work of the church, and also encouragement to know that you're doing some really important things through your giving. But I really want to focus on mission development because that's my thing, and it's a rather new angle on the work of the Board of Mission in Ireland. And really what it's about is flagging up that all of, all of Ireland is a mission field these days. All of Ireland is a mission field. 
I don't know about you, but whenever we used to talk about mission when I was a bit smaller and when I was a bit younger, mission was something that happened overseas. Mission was something that happened in Africa or Asia, and you had these people come home in deputation, and they told you about amazing things that were happening in places that you'd never really heard of before, or you maybe encountered in your geography class. One of the things that we really need to learn as a church and I think we sort of know it up here, but it really needs to find its way down here and probably out through our hands and our feet, is that Ireland is a mission field today. This little logo is on our BMI website. It's got this young fella, and it says he knows everything about football but nothing about Christ. He knows everything about football but nothing about Christ. I used to be minister of a church in East Belfast and what would be an area where you would expect that people would go to church. And in the local primary school across the road from the church, one of the teachers told me one day that in a P1 class, they asked the class the question, in the Bible, who was the first man? Nobody put their hand up. Nobody put their hand up. And then at the back, a little hand went up a wee boy's hand. The teacher said, yes, who was the first man? And he said, Tarzan. Now there is something funny about that. I'm glad you laughed. It shows you're awake at least. But there's something terribly sad about that as well, isn't there? And that's not a million miles away from here. And it reminds us that Ireland is a mission field. And that there are lots of people out there, particularly in the rising generation, who do know everything about football. Ask them to name who played for Liverpool yesterday, and they could name you all 11 players and substitutes without any trouble at all. Or, or ask them something about computing, and wow, they could tell you everything you ever needed to know about computers and a whole lot more. But ask them about the story of Jesus Christ. And we're often shocked at how little people know. Ireland is a mission field. When we go out through the doors of our church today, we go out into a mission field. And that's why mission development here at home is terribly, terribly important. Let me tell you a little bit about what's going on in the wider church. Each presbytery, all 21 presbyteries as there are at the moment, are drawing up a mission plan. And the idea is that these regional bodies of our church, and the local presbytery here is the presbytery of South Belfast, these regional bodies are thinking about their little part of the map. And they're looking out there and they're asking themselves, what do we see here? What do we see? What are the changes in our area that we need to take note of? What are the churches under our care doing in mission? What are the opportunities that maybe we didn't see before because we didn't stop and look? What can we do in the future? How can we shape up better to be the church in mission in the future? And every presbytery is going to have one of these plans drawn up by the end of March or else I get the sack. Well, actually, it's not quite that bad, but almost, because that's been my job this year in the first year of my post to make sure that each presbytery has a mission plan. And we're very, very close to getting there, which is really quite exciting, but also quite frightening. 
Because I think what we've noticed here as we've looked at the church and its mission is that God is giving us a significant wake-up call right across our church. So presbyteries have been doing that. And next year, well, really from March this year, we're asking each congregation to draw up a mission plan. And what we're really asking each congregation to do is to think about your place in the bigger picture. Where do we fit into this regional plan that's been drawn up? As we look at our district and our area, what can we be doing for God today? What sort of things have changed? What do we need to take note of? What's the potential for mission? Your place in a bigger picture, let me tell you a wee bit about the South Belfast Presbytery Plan. The South Belfast Presbytery Plan recognises that in South Belfast, there are massive opportunities for mission. But many of the best opportunities are in places where our churches don't have the resources to tackle those problems that face them, to take hold of those opportunities. And I don't know, I quite like the Fitzroy building. I've only been in here a couple of times before, but I drive past it fairly regularly. And it looks a wee bit to me like a Presbyterian cathedral. It looks like a Presbyterian. I know Presbyterians don't do cathedrals, but if we did cathedrals, this sounds like the Carlsberg advert, doesn't it? If we did cathedrals, this is what a cathedral would look like. A Presbyterian cathedral. Do you know, in medieval times, whenever people built cathedrals, one of the ideas was, we're going to build a big centre here. And from this big centre, we're going to reach out. And this is going to be a place that resources mission in the surrounding area. One of the things I'm trying to stimulate in my post and through my post is that sort of thinking in the Presbyterian Church in Ireland. Not that we build big buildings, but that we think in terms of cathedrals. Places where God has placed amazing resources in terms of people, maybe in terms of money, maybe in terms of skills and gifts that can be used elsewhere in the surrounding area. South Belfast cries out for a few Presbyterian cathedrals. And I want to gently suggest to you today that you might be one of those. So that when you come to think about your mission plan, when you come to think about what we can do as a congregation and mission, it is terribly important that you look at your immediate district, your parish, but also that you begin to think, maybe, just maybe, we could help resource things elsewhere. Not on a massive, big scale way, but just by people offering their skills, offering their gifts, offering the talents that they maybe use in their everyday work, in places where the church and its mission could really benefit from that. Places that aren't a million miles away. Places where you could be a missionary without having to have a passport. Your place in the bigger plan. We'll come back to your place in a moment or two. But let's go to the passage that we read um, today. Let's think about, oh, let's not. Let's do this first. This is the awake booklet. When we plan for mission, it's very important that we do hear what God would say to us as a church and a denomination and the people of God in Ireland. And so we want to ensure that as we plan for mission, we just don't sit down and it's as if God's not in the room 
and we're going to make the plans for the future. We want to play, we want to plan, but we also want to pray. And that's the genesis behind the Awake initiative, where we're calling the whole church to pray about mission and to pray that God would help us to plan and to pray that God would move in our generation the way he has in the past. And so the Awake booklet has been published. There's a little devotional for every day and something to pray for from today right up until Easter Sunday. There's resources in the book as well for um, children and for young people in Sunday school and in all sorts of other areas. There's a website that goes with this as well with lots of resources. There's an opportunity for you to blog. There's um, a whole lot of ideas in here, toolbox of ideas for you as a congregation that you might want to use as you come together to pray. There's the prayer room and church house that you may have heard about as well as being open for the first time tomorrow. There's lots of opportunities to pray. Please pray. Can I ask you to pray? It's called Awake, Prayer Stirring Passion for Mission. Wouldn't it be amazing this Easter time if God had stirred in our hearts a new, fresh passion for mission. So that as we begin to plan for the future, we have this enthusiasm for what God's calling us to do and God's calling us to be as his people. Please do play your part in the Awake Initiative. Let's turn to the Bible. Sometimes people say to me, David, all this is great, but you know what, this mission stuff, it's too hard, it's too difficult, the world has changed, we can't cope with all this, mission is impossible. We don't know where to start. Do you know the difference between church here on Sunday and what happens here on Sunday morning and us as the people of God and those people out there in the world? It's a million miles. The gap has opened up so much, we don't know where to start. Mission's impossible. Where do we start? I want to say to you very quickly today that mission is possible as we do it step by step with Jesus. And I want to turn your attention just to those few verses that we, we read together and suggest to you five things that God would say to us about mission. Five things that we can learn from Jesus that will help us plan for mission. Here's the first one, Jesus goes. Jesus goes. Do you see Jesus going in these verses? Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching, preaching, healing. Verse 35, Jesus goes. Do you know the truth is that for years we had to go in the church in Ireland because by and large people have come to us. We put on our services, we put on our youth organisations, we put on whatever we were putting on. We opened the doors and people came in. And our churches were full. No, it's not like that anymore, is it? No, it's not like that anymore. And so one of the things that we need to learn about mission is that mission is a going thing. It's a going thing. And one of the things that we need to do is get going again in mission and find ways where we as the people of God can turn ourselves and get ourselves out there so that we go with God's good news and God's love into our communities. Jesus goes. What we're about is finding 
new ways of going. Or thinking about old ways in which we used to go and what they might look like today. Jesus goes. Here's the next thing we see. Jesus sees. Verse 36, you could miss this, couldn't you? Because it just looks like a little throwaway remark. When he saw the crowds, when he saw the crowds, I wonder how well we see these days as the church. I wonder how well we stop and take note of who is out there. Sometimes we can be so vague in the way we talk about mission. Oh yes, here's what we want to do. Yes, but who are we trying to reach? What about changes in a district? Have you ever noticed how a district can change? And it happens so, so imperceptibly that you almost miss it. And then one day you're walking through it and you think, my goodness, this place has changed. And we've missed it. We've missed the change. What about this district and how it's changed? Your district, your mission field. I drive down the lower Ormo Road going to work most days. How's it changed? What about Botanic Avenue? Coffee shop after coffee shop after coffee shop. One of my favorite parts of Belfast. Has it changed? What about the hotel development up the street? How's that gonna change things? We seeing it? One of the things that Congregational Mission Plans hope to do is to help congregations stop and take stock and say, what do we see? What do we see in the crowds where we are? Jesus goes. Jesus sees. Jesus feels, doesn't he? Jesus feels. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Compassion. Nowadays, we often talk about compassion fatigue, where we get bombarded with so many, um, so many requests for money and so many requests for help that we just get tired of it all and we just can't cope with it. I wonder if we've got compassion fatigue in the church. Or is it that really sometimes we're just so apathetic and we hear about things that happen in the news and they almost just wash over us? Or is it that we say, well, it's got nothing to do with me? Do you know, these things happen, but they happen somewhere far away. Or, or you know, it wouldn't happen in our street or, or in our family or whatever. Jesus isn't like that, is he? He had compassion on the people. I wonder sometimes in the church, are we very quick to rush in with judgment? And are, are we very quick to say about people whose lives have really got into quite a mess? Are we very quick to say, well, you know, if they would just get their life together, then they'd be fine. What we really mean is if they just get their life together like we have, then they'd be fine. Jesus meets lots of broken people when he was here on earth, and he never says to anyone, will you get your life together? He never says that to anyone. He has compassion on the hurting. He seeks to understand why people's lives are the way they are. 
I love this image, I must say, because it speaks to me of something very, very important that was almost, we almost came to in the reading um, that Lois did for us this morning. When Jesus ascended back to heaven and he leaves us behind as his disciples and his church, and later on we read in the Bible, you are the body of Christ. You are the body of Christ. Jesus ascended now to heaven. People can't see him. People can't meet him except in us because we're the body of Christ. We're the embodiment of God's love. We're the flesh and blood embodiment of what God wants to be and say to the world. Jesus feels. Do we need to learn to feel again and have compassion in the world around us? Two more things to notice. Next one. Jesus cares. He says the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. The harvest is plentiful. Again, we've got to ask ourselves, haven't we, how much do we care about the harvest? How much do we care about the harvest? Along the way somewhere, have we lost the enthusiasm to be reaching out to others in God's name? Have we sort of turned in on ourselves? Have we become a closed shop? Jesus says the harvest is plentiful. He cares about those outside the church as much, if not more, than he cares about his own disciples that he's speaking to. The harvest is plentiful. But the workers are few. There's not a congregation I go to, whether it's a wee small one with just a handful of people or a big, big one, that doesn't say to me, David, you know, we could do a whole lot of things if we just had more people. That's true. The workers are always few. But that maybe forces us to prioritize what we can do and decide this is what God is saying to us. This is what we discern is leading to be in mission. And we've got to take hold of it. It's our priority. The workers are few, but this is what we can do. Let's get on and do it. That shows that we care about mission as well. We're not going to let it pass us by just because we can't prioritize properly. Do we care about mission? Jesus goes, he sees, he feels, he cares. Last one, Jesus prays. Jesus prays. It's amazing, isn't it? This is the climax of this wee passage. You sort of expect that Jesus sees this great harvest field and he's going to say, right lads, let's go. Let's mobilize ourselves and let's get down to it and let's do mission. But actually that's not what happens. Jesus prays. That's the climax of the passage. And he says to his disciples, Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. He prays. That's why awake is important. Because we need to pray. We need to pre-prayer for mission, if I can put it like that. It's his harvest field. Isn't that good? It doesn't all depend on us. It's his harvest field. But we do need to depend on God. We do need to ask the Lord of the harvest. And we do need to expect that God's going to answer our prayers. And that God is going to work through us as his church in this generation. Is that the way we pray? 
Is that the way it sounds? Is that the way it feels in our hearts? Jesus prays. So you see, mission is possible if we do it step by step with Jesus. If we go, and if we see, and if we feel, and if we care, and if we pray. One last thing, because I want to bring this back to you and Fitzroy. Your future in mission. As I said at the start, the Board of Mission in Ireland, and my role in it as well, is to serve the church and enable and mission, enable mission. I'm not coming here this morning telling you what to do. I wouldn't even know how to. I don't know you well enough. I don't know this district well enough. But I do want to make four comments. The first one's about place. And asking the question, where has God put us? You have this amazing legacy from the past, this building, this presence, in this really significant part of our city. Place. Where has God put us? Where has he put you in your own parish? That's an important question. But also to take it back to what I said earlier about the South Belfast mission plan. Where has God put you in a key place in South Belfast? Place. Next thing to think about maybe is space. How can we use this site and these buildings? Again, an enormous and amazing legacy to us from the past to have this building, to have this place, to have this site. How can we use this site and these buildings and develop them for mission? Develop them thinking not just about what's good for us, but what's good for this area. So that this could be a meeting place for people with God. Space. What about face? You looked in the mirror this morning and what did you see? Don't answer that. You saw yourself. And part of mission planning is recognizing yourself in the mirror as a congregation and saying, what gifts do we have that we could offer to God's work? What do we have? What do we not have? Because sometimes the second question is just as important as the first. What's our face as a congregation? What do we look like? What can we do? Place, space, face. Here's what it's all about. It's about grace, isn't it? It's about how can we show the remarkable love of God to the world. That's what mission's about. That's what we're looking to do. That's where we're looking to go. Four questions for the future. Where has God put you? How can you use this site and these buildings? What gifts have you got as a congregation? How can you show the remarkable love of God? Place space, face, grace. Can I encourage you in your planning for mission in the future? Can I encourage you in your vacancy process? Can I encourage you to pray for mission? Can I encourage you to continue doing the good things that you're doing in mission and try and find other things that God might be saying you should move into so that other people out there can come to know the blessing of God that we know in our lives and give glory to him. Chris is going to come and lead us in our prayers.